We are in the middle of your week, ladies and gentlemen. And despite all the craziness, all the commotion going on, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, we here still providing you with the hottest show on the streets, the best form of Crimson Tide football, news, notes, and information. What is that, you may ask? Well... None other than In My Own Words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, coming to you from Tuscaloosa. As always, the show none other, well, more than just me, as I got my man John Ivory, JP, John Ivory, making sure that we looking good, feeling good, sounding good, everything is on the up and up in terms of the small things that make the show go the way it's supposed to go, and... We're streaming this to you via YouTube, and as always, every time we do this, we want to encourage you, the Alabama football fan, to drop a thumbs up, give a like on the show, and hit the subscribe button. What that tells us at TDA is to continue providing you, giving you, supplying you with the best in news, notes, information, and content on your favorite program, that being the Alabama Crimson Tide. And it's because of you, the Tide fan base, that we're over 8,000. That is correct. Over 8,000 subscribers strong on YouTube. So I want to continue encouraging you to help us grow the network, channel, and the brand. But a good, strong slate of topics to get into on today's show. After getting through a couple of updates here, We'll dive into one Tua Tungabangoa. Is he the best pick of the NFL draft coming up next month? There is one person that has worked closely next to him or closely with him that believes so. We'll touch on that. After that, we will, we will sit down with my man Chris Rogers, former Alabama defensive back who played from 2005 to 2009 part of that first national championship team of the Nick Saban era at Alabama. So it's going to be fun to catch up with my man, Chris C. Money Rogers. And then after that, we will dive into my two names that are kind of the more underrated names in terms of Alabama's defense that will look to create a role, carve out a role, and be special in the upcoming season. That along with your phone calls, tweets, text messages, thoughts, questions, and concerns on today's show. But starting off with these updates here, and just like you, the Alabama fans out there, I myself and media concerned about the uh, COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. Somebody else is concerned about it as well, and it's none other than Alabama head football coach Nick Saban, of whom uh, he shared a very strong video to social media via the Alabama football Twitter account. Check this out here. This is Alabama head football coach Nick Saban talking about the COVID-19 pandemic. Of the many challenges our country has faced in recent years, the COVID-19 virus worldwide pandemic may be the most significant. We are all in this together and together we can fight this invisible enemy by respecting social distancing and being diligent. Through our Nick's Kids Foundation, Ms. Terry and I are committed to helping families in the state of Alabama recover from the many obstacles created by this crisis. We have made a significant contribution earmarked for the United Way Community Crisis Fund. This fund has been established statewide specifically to give relief, including food, shelter, and basic life needs. Call the 211 hotline and specify your needs caused by the impact of COVID-19. 
You will be considered for help through this Community Crisis Fund. If you would like to donate, visit nickskidsfoundation.org. God bless you all and roll tide. Definitely appreciate those words from Alabama head coach Nick Saban. Good to hear from him even in this difficult time. And hopefully, prayerfully, we can at some point get back to our daily lives, our normal routine. And for us, for the ones out there like myself that enjoy the entertainment of sports, hopefully and prayerfully, we can get back to uh, that part of our lives as well. But moving on from that, we are continuing with the March Madness brand for Touchdown Alabama Magazine, touchdownalabama.com, the March Madness bracket. In terms of your favorite restaurants and or bars in the city of Tuscaloosa when you come down for a football game. And right now, we have reached the championship round, folks. We did it, baby. We're in the championship round, and it comes down to Dreamland Barbecue versus Ramajamas in the championship game. And the voting for this goes up until the voting starts now, but it will go up until March 28th, Saturday, March 28th, 2.04 p.m. Central Time will be the final voting for the championship. Who takes the crown as the best venue in the city coming into in terms of football season when you look at Dreamland Barbecue and Ramajama. So get your vote on. Touchdown Alabama Magazine, touchdownalabama.com for the best venue as March Madness. We've gotten down to the championship round. But we dive now into the first topic of conversation. And uh, man, people, you look at former Super Bowl champion, uh, former NFL quarterback Trent Dilfer, who uh, truly believes, he, he talked about this and he said this, about Tua Tagovailoa, former Alabama quarterback, whoever drafts Tua or whoever selects Tua will win the NFL draft venue next month. And I remember on Monday's show, got a chance to discuss the article or the statement from Pete Prisco of CBSSports.com and him referring to Tagovailoa not having the fire in the belly to uh, needing to play with more passion, which once again, I don't see where Pete Prisco was getting this type of information from when you're a young man like Tua that played through pain his entire career. For the majority of his entire career, you are playing with passion and you do have that fire to compete, but that's besides the point. Whether this video that's about to be shown in a few minutes here, whether this video was put up prior to the show ending on Monday or after the show ended on Monday. Upon me coming home from the studio, Tua Tagovailoa released a video to his Instagram account of him working out at an indoor facility. People, th this does not look like a young man that suffered a dislocated right hip with a, uh, with a fracture to the posterior wall in November of last year. This does not look like the same Tua. I mean, moving quick, everything's in the right format. It's got the right frame of mind, footwork clean, agility clean, hip looks really, really crisp. Everything is in motion. He's pivoting off his foot. He's throwing on command. Everything looks good. He's working with one, Trent Dilfer, someone of whom he has a close relationship with and, uh, 
Delfer talked about it on uh, Tuesday, where he basically put in a tweet that he has the most simplest of jobs. His job is to uh, continue to fine-tune an already well-ran Maserati in terms of Tua. And uh, he talks about how the only thing Tua needs is a firm foundation. He believes this young man is going to have a 15-year career in the NFL, be a Hall of Famer, and he's tired of the narratives of if he gets drafted or when he gets drafted. He believes, he has come out and said, whomever takes Tua Tagovailoa will win the NFL draft. So Trent Dilfer, this is the second time that he has co-signed Tua as somebody that is the real deal. The first time he co-signed Tua, if you remember this, it was upon the young man from Hawaii getting to Alabama in the 2017 signing class. And this was when you know Dilfer talked about Tua being ice cream on crack, talked about Tua being better than Aaron Rodgers prior to him entering his second year at Cal Berkeley. And a lot of people felt like Trent Dilfer's bluffing. This is just Trent putting up his brand. Trent Dilfer doesn't know what he's talking about. This is just fluff. But Dilfer ended up knowing exactly what he was talking about as we saw Tua Tagovailoa as a freshman come off the bench in 2017 in the 2018 title game to win the national championship against Georgia. So here he is again. Here he comes again, uh, co-signing the native Hawaiian. And uh, this is somebody in Dilfer of whom uh, people like to use, people have fallen in love with the term uh, quarterback whisperer, quarterback developer, quarterback mind, quarterback savant. You know, I work well with quarterbacks. People love the title. People love the, the name. People love the prestige that comes behind it, but... There are very few people out there that actually have the production that comes with the name. And uh, Trent Dilfer is one of those guys. Dilfer, who was a quarterback in high school, played quarterback in college at Fresno State, played quarterback in the NFL for 14 seasons with five different teams, won a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens in, in uh, 2000. Now, in terms of his numbers, was he, was he the greatest quarterback statistically? No, but when you dissect into having the characteristics, understanding the characteristics, understanding the traits, understanding the work ethic and what it takes to be big time at the next level, he understood all of that. And here is somebody of whom is the head coach of the Elite 11 quarterback competition. The Elite 11 is equivalent to learning a Rubik's Cube. You know how hard working a Rubik's Cube is, folks? I tried it. It ain't for me. I almost went insane trying to do a Rubik's Cube, okay? This, this, this stuff, you have to have mental stability. You have to understand memorization. You have to understand different color patterns, different techniques. You almost have to have a photographic memory to work a Rubik's Cube. It is not for simple people like me. Definitely not for me. So the Elite 11, kind of like a Rubik's Cube to where these coaches, they give these young, young athletes who are aspiring quarterbacks, they give them a playbook, 
and they put them through the ringer. They put them through tests and situations and circumstances where they want you to be pinpoint on everything. Pinpoint passing, pinpoint precision, pinpoint accuracy. They want you to have that ball out. Bang! The moment that receiver makes his break, have that ball out, anticipating the throws. They take you through a whole process of things. And it's not easy. And uh, Trent Dilfer has had, he has coached with, a uh, elite group he has had some marquee alumni members to come through his tutelage at the Elite 11 as the slide is coming up on screen of whom Dilfer has worked with he has worked he has trained or developed the who's who of college football royalty from 1999 to right now so about a good 20 plus years at least 20 years he's worked with Matt Leinart, Vince Young, Troy Smith, Tim Tebow, Andrew Luck, A.J. McCarron, Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, Jared Goff, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, just to name a few of these trusted alumni members. Now, the latest alum to come from the Elite 11, Bryce Young, who came in Alabama's 2019 signing, for 2020, excuse me, signing class. But, you know, of the list here, of the guys I've just named, some of these guys were Heisman Trophy winners. Matt Leonard was one. Uh, Troy Smith was one. Tim Tebow was one in 2007. Of course, Jameis Winston was one in 2013. So you've had a few Heisman Trophy winners in this list. You've had, you've had a few national champions. Matt Leonard, uh, Vince Young, A.J. McCarron. Deshaun Watson, just your national champions right there. A couple of these guys, or a few of these guys, were first-round picks. Matt Leonard was one. Vince Young was one. Tim Tebow was one. Andrew Luck was a first-rounder. Teddy Bridgewater, hard to believe it, but Bridgewater was a first-rounder. Jameis Winston, a first-rounder. Jared Goff, a first-rounder, who, who came close to winning a Super Bowl. So, Trent Dilfer's worked with a lot of folks. He's worked with the who's who. And... Uh, to me, I go back to something that the elders or my elders have always told me. If somebody shows you their true character, man or woman, male or female, if someone shows you their true character and their true intentions, believe them. My mother has always said, Stephen, son, if it look like a duck, quack like a duck, talk like a duck, walk like a duck, pick up the phone, it's Aflac, he at the duck. That's what my mom has always told me. So... Though there are people out there, like your Todd McShays, your Mel Kuyper Juniors, that do these charting, these drafts, these, these hypotheses and trying to structure different things in terms of the NFL, here's a guy in Trent Dilfer that knows quarterbacks, that's worked with quarterbacks, that's developed quarterbacks, that have put quarterbacks through the test, and the biggest masterpiece from his Elite 11 just so happened to be Tua Tagovailoa. He was there in 2016, became the MVP of the competition, of the event, of the function. So if Trent Dilfer says, whoever drafts Tua wins this thing, wins this venue, wins the event, I'm putting all of my eggs in the Trent Dilfer basket. I'm buying full-on stock. And what Dilfer has said, because he's been there, done that, and he has worked very, very closely with Tuatanga Vangoa. It's just incredible how this young man has gone from having a hip injury to 
the video that you just seen of him moving and moving very, very well. We're going to go to our first break here on In My Own Words, the podcast. Don't touch that dial. Just getting started. Upon our return, we dive into your phone calls, tweets, text messages, thoughts, and concerns right after this. Sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. We're back into the action, folks, on a Wednesday, a hump day in my own words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Hottest show on the streets when you look at Discussing Crimson Tide, debating Crimson Tide, having a dialogue about the Crimson Tide. Whatever you're doing, this is the show right here talking about nothing but Alabama football. And, folks, this is your time, 205-448-1358, the number to call in and let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. You can also text with that number. Leave a voicemail with that number. If Twitter is your thing, I'm a fan of Twitter, you can tweet the show directly at Coaching M, not at Coaching M Smith, at In My Own Words TDA. That's at In My Own Words TDA. If you want to tweet me directly, my handle is actually at Coaching M Smith. But right now, we go to our first call in the queue on today. We pick up my man Wayland. Wayland, it's hump day, man. What's happening with your brother? Man, it is not Manic Monday. It is Wonderful Wednesday. How's everybody doing down at TDA, Stephen? Doing well, man. Happy we got a chance to hear from uh, the head coach of Alabama football, Nick Saban, and how he and his wife, Miss Terry, trying to get through this time along with everybody else. And they, and they, and Coach Saban said, "We are in this together," and I believe him. We are in this together. <laughs> Yeah, I was glad to see Nick drop that video there. I was glad to glad to hear from him and uh, get him. You know, we used to seeing him every day here, and it being spring practice, we hadn't you know had had that luxury since this COVID nineteen. So, yeah, it was it was a good good feeling there to hear his voice and see his face again. And I tell you what, Tua was looking like he was on PlayStation twenty, man. What about Tua? He was looking good, wasn't he? He was looking fantastic, and I go back. I go back to this here, Wayne. I go back to this. Trent Dilfer has played the game of football before, so when Trent Dilfer says something about quarterbacks, you take it at face value because he played the position, high school, college, NFL. 
He has worked with and developed some of the best quarterbacks that have gone into college. He's produced some Heisman winners, some first-round picks, some national champions from the Elite 11, and probably the biggest success story from that competition was Tua. Because if you remember, there was at one point in time in 2016 where, you know, Trent Dilfer doubted Tua a little bit. He didn't think he could do it. But Tua had the biggest improvement, and at the end, you know, Trent Dilfer was like, wow, man. And I was wrong. You are the man. I'm happy I was wrong, Tua. You are the MVP of the 2016 Elite 11. So for somebody that has worked as closely with Tua as Dilfer has, if Dilfer said it, I'm putting all the money on it. Exactly. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, he dropped the word on Tua. He will be the man. I know I can see that in the video. He is looking good. Like I said, man, it's unbelievable. I see that sports writer got my main man upset down here at TDA. So we're going to end our conversation. I mean, we got a lot on the show tonight, a lot of people in the queue. So uh, I hate that that guy got you a little upset about too, but we wrote a little poem about it. So we'll see if we can't uh, see if we can't calm him down and get our three hearty chuckles today and then move on to Friday. So here we go. ESPN doesn't have the real Stephen M. Smith. They have the imposter called Stephen A. Smith. So all you sports writers, you better beware of my main man, Stephen M. He's a monster. He's a bear. So take your little articles and drop them in the trash. So ESPN, no matter what you spew, Stephen M. Smith will drop the TikTok and roll all over you. Stephen M. will catch you Friday night. Y'all be good down there. We out of here, baby. Wega just provided us with the All-American Poem of the Year. <laughs> can, we, can we put that on the big board? All-American Poem of the Year coming from Wega. We appreciate that. We're going to go to some of these comments right now in the queue here. We'll start this off with Joe Kalissi, who writes in peace, Stephen. Joe, I appreciate you writing in, doing well. Dennis Wilson writes in, Stephen, what's up, bro? I hope you're staying safe. I am, man. been practicing that Nick Saban social uh, distancing. But uh, staying safe, man, doing my best to stay out of the way and keep myself in that right frame of mind and health here. Let's see here. Continuing with the, the conversation with uh, Willie351. Willie351 is answering the response from Montreal Jackson. Now, Montreal Jackson wrote in, man, these beats jumping. So Montreal showing you some love, JP. These beats jumping at Willie351 writes in, I've been telling folks JP got that smoke. JP got them beats for real. So we're getting some love here from the man John Ivory in studios here. Here we go. Continuing with the conversation, Joe Kalissi writes back in with Governor Saban. Happy to hear Coach Saban's voice. We, we, have not got, we have not gotten the opportunity to uh, go out to spring practice due to it being suspended until further notice, but just seeing Nick Saban come out, speak out on COVID-19, and just talk about what he and his wife, Miss Terry, a very precious uh, individual, and how they're going to reach out and help in the community, very, very awesome to hear from Coach Saban. Let's see here. Willie351 has, how Dreamland beat Archibald's. Archibald's is good. Dreamland is good too, man. That's that's tough. But before we get into that, we got another call in the queue. You're live on a hump day on a Wednesday with your man, Stephen M. Smith. What's going on? What's going on, Stephen? 
Man, I'm doing well, man. It's Wednesday. Feeling good, man. I'm, and I'm happy I get a chance to talk with the Alabama fans. Oh, yeah, man. Be safe out there. You know, hopefully this uh, this coronavirus will pass by soon. But, um, man, I got a question for you about the um, the SEC as far as the, um, the SEC championship game. You know, right now I think um, Alabama is pretty much the – the favorite, I mean, you know, in the in the West because you have, um, you know, you have us and you have Auburn, you have LSU, and you know, I think we'll be favorite this year year against both of them. Uh, who do you see coming out the East? I know everybody's kind of talking about Georgia, but I know Florida's gotten a lot better, and with um, Georgia still losing a lot of talent, do you think it's pretty much a runaway with Georgia um, and Alabama as your two teams to, to, in the SEC championship? Or who do you have? I really like Florida, man. I really do. I know Georgia's got some talent coming back, but Florida with Dan Mullen, if this, if, if there was a year that Florida could really take, it would be this year. My question with Florida is, will Dan Mullen take the cuffs off Emory Jones at quarterback and let him run the show? I know Kyle Trask is good. Nothing against Kyle Trask. But Emory Jones is a difference maker, a former five-star guy. If Dan Mullen takes the cuffs off this young man and let him be him, Florida, 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 give me the Gators out the East. Okay, okay. I like that pick. I mean, that's kind of outside the – I don't know. Everybody's been, you know, just all over Georgia, and I just – this year I think they're going to take a step back just with losing so much talent. It's going to be rough for them, man. You, you, you lose uh, Jake Fromm, you lose – DeAndre Swift, uh, they've got some receivers, but you got to figure out who your quarterback is, who they're going to have at running back. Will the defense be strong? So there's a lot of questions with Georgia. I like the recruiting class Tennessee brought in, a number, a top 10 class with Jeremy Pruitt, but will Pruitt take that next step and really challenge a Kirby Smart or a Dan Mullen? Remains to be seen. Just, just right now, if you're Dan Mullen, you're in the, hot, you're in the right spot right now because – Florida's got big-time talent back on defense, including their inside linebacker, Jeremiah Moon. That guy's a stud. But if Mullen can take the cuffs off Emory Jones and let this man play, the swamp is going to be rocking, and I think Florida comes out the east. Okay. All right. I got, I got one more question. I know you got, got other calls and stuff. Can I, can I get one more question in? Go ahead. Um, Steven, with, you know, with the coronavirus here, um, how do you think it's going to affect, you know, training? I know right now, you know, um, you know, the players, there's there's nothing going on. It's like the world almost shut down. But whenever, um, you know, let's say it's in the summer or the next month or whenever it is, how do you think that's going to affect Alabama getting ready for the season? You think there'll be, you know, some freshmen that don't get an opportunity to, to get in early and, and it'll affect them getting on the field? Or, you know, how do you think it's going to really affect us going into the season? Well, right now, the good news is is you have guys doing a lot of this training on their own, whether it's Christian Barmore or you know the coaching staff is sending out different text messages and memos for guys to keep themselves in shape, different workouts, things of that nature. So that's a good thing, guys taking the initiative on their own. But upon them getting back to Tuscaloosa, that'll be interesting, man, to see how will Nick Saban go about this. I think he'll have a plan in place. The... Uh, the uh, sports performance team will have a plan in place, so we'll definitely see. But I think Alabama will be fine in, in trying to put the plan together in terms of training. But appreciate the call, man, most definitely. Continue to listen to us. 
Definitely. Thanks for taking my call. We're going to take our next break here on In My Own Words. The podcast continue lighting us up with thoughts here in the YouTube chat line. But upon our turn, we sit down with my good man, Chris Rogers, former Alabama defensive back, and we will get his thoughts on the Crimson Tide after this. want delicious homestyle cooking, sushi, and hibachi, check out Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. At home and you can't get away from the TV because the Crimson Tide is about to score? Don't worry. Delivery is also available through Waiter and Crimson To Go. That's Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And make sure you let them know the good folks at Touchdown Alabama sent you. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. We back into the conversation, into the kitchen of discussion. And that being, in my own words, the podcast, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, on a Wednesday, hottest show on the streets, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And we go to the phone lines right now. We pick up a good friend of mine, former Alabama defensive back, Chris Rogers, who played from 2005 to 2009 on that first national championship team of the Nick Saban era. He is also the founder and CEO of Together Assisting People Tap Inc. out of Birmingham. Chris, what's going on, brother? Man, how you doing? Pleasure to be on. No problem, man. Very, very happy to have you on here, Chris. Exciting to finally get this chance to catch up with you on another edition here of the show. But, my, my man, you, you were on. You were on the first ever, first ever undefeated, and right now the long undefeated national championship of a Nick Saban era at Alabama 2009. What was the hardest part? Just what was the hardest part of achieving that undefeated season? I know Alabama caught some breaks here and there, but for you, you on the field, you holding your breath, you playing as hard as you know how to play. What was the hardest part of getting that undefeated season? Well, for us, it started in 2008. You know, uh, us coming up short um, to Florida and SC championship game, and then Florida ended up going on winning national championship that year. So we kind of felt like we could have went back to back. <laughs> um, so it just started in the off season. Like um, that off season was was I mean leadership. Everybody bought in. I mean no no coaches had to tell us anything. Like it was just guys. Um, I guess the maximum limit you can work uh, work out is like fifty hours a week or something like that. Man, we would double that. Everybody from the walk ons to the starters, we probably put in over a hundred hours on our own just doubling at time because we wanted to win the championship so bad like so when people talk about the breaks we got in that season everybody knew we weren't gonna lose like i mean we was all in like even to just a tennessee game we we we, we, we knew we was gonna block that field goal 
if we had to block it five times, we were going to block it five times. Like, that was just our attitude and mentality that year. We were just all in. You, you mentioned something there, Chris, when you said nobody had to tell us nothing. And uh, I, I want you to kind of elaborate on that mindset because this day and age, people – Coaches have to stay on these guys about the work ethic, the energy, have the right technique, have the right uh, tendencies. Coaches have to stay on the modern-day athlete. But what had y'all with that mentality of, Coach, y'all don't got to say nothing. We know how to get it done. We're going to get it done. How, what allowed y'all to have that type of mindset? I think it was twofold, you know, like the kids coming to Alabama nowadays, Alabama signing, you know, won five national championships in the last decade. But prior to us, Alabama haven't won a championship since 1992. And we kind of felt like we let, we let the fan base down due to probation and other things that didn't have no choice of us. So like us juniors and seniors, we was just like, man, we, we tasted it. Like Florida was a great team but they weren't really better than us. So uh, we and Coach Satan told us, like, all the stuff he was telling us. At first, it was seemed crazy. Like, he'd be talking He'd be talking to us, and we'd be like, man, what is he talking about? But then after a while, after us playing some tough teams and realized they just went that much better than us, we just had to execute. Then we just went all in, and, and we ended up going undefeated the next year. And we went undefeated in 2008, but 2008 was kind of like, uh, I ain't going to say we didn't believe it, but we knew it was good, but we just, you know, it was just like, how good are you, right? And we came up short in the SC Championship game, and then um, the next following year, we just knew we, we had what it took to, to win the whole thing. If you're just tuning into the show, ladies and gentlemen, in my own words, the podcast, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, and I have Chris Rogers, former Alabama defensive back who played from 2005 to 09, part of that first national championship team with Coach Saban and the founder of Together Assistant People Tap Inc. out of Birmingham, Chris a lot of people, a lot of coaches would be happy with just one championship, one, maybe two, but Nick Saban is a completely different breed of coach. Like, he's got five national championships at Alabama, six overall. He's gunning for that sixth of the Alabama, seventh overall. Something is continuing to still push him. You, you played for him, and now that you kind of watch him on the other side, what do you think is continuing to fuel Coach Saban to, to make him go like, I still want more? I think, I think it's twofold. You know, like when you have like your assistants, they leave and take other head coaching jobs and they think they can do what you do, right? And he kind of letting them know like, you can't do what I do. This, this is, yeah, you worked with me for five, ten years, but it's hard to, to replicate this. So, that motivate him, right? You need you need you need a, a foe, right? You need a rival to push you. And I think Coach Saban got more than a couple of those um, former coaches at other universities pushing him, just to let him know, like, hey, I'm the greatest. And then also too, just Coach Saban mentality, where he just practices, you know, we ain't playing against nobody. We're playing against ourselves. How great can I really be? And I just think like that is a mindset, and it carried over the players buy into that. And not just think it's just gibberish, but, like, he really believed that. Like, he really – that's all he talks about. Like, how much better can I get as a coach? How much better can I get as a player? You know, and, and then just carry over to your life. Kind of, kind of be a better husband. So, I just think if the, if the young players really understand what he's really trying to do, 
And um, I think it'll make them better overall. And it'll be a win-win. They have a chance to go in the NFL, um, starting their own business after college. So, it's, it's, I mean, it, it helps them all the way around. Speaking of being a better father, Chris, you are a father to a beautiful baby girl. So, congrats to you, my man. Congrats oh, to you. you. Congrats thanks. to you on that. And uh, when you look at Alabama's defense, when you look at Bama's defense last season, it was not at the standard that the coaching staff wanted it to be, the fans wanted it to be, of course, the players also. And uh, I understand it wasn't as bad as what people make it out to be. But when you uh, are comparing yourself against yourself, last year's defense wasn't at that peak. So, when you watched Alabama in 2019, uh, what were some things that stood out to you that you thought may have been an issue? Well, I, I really, truly believe that uh, losing Mosley early in the season and then losing some other line, key linebackers, it's like some people, you know, I call people like the blue guys, right? Some guys, they don't really show up in the stat sheet, but their presence, their leadership, you know, it just – you know, you just can't really replace it. And I think Alabama had a couple of those spots, and they was trying to gain it. And, like, the young guys who played early last year, it's going to make this year's defense a whole lot better because now they got experience. Um, Alabama really don't simplify the defense for nobody. But last year it was kind of, like, handcuffed in a little bit. So we really weren't able to do any exotic blitzes. We really wasn't able to change anything. So we, we, was, we was in base a lot, and, um, and we got exposed. We got exposed, and like you said, you know, playing in Alabama, the secondary, the defense, we all accustomed to being ranked top five in the nation, and we ain't top five. Even if Alabama defense might have finished top 20, I mean, that's a down year for us. So especially with all the talent we're getting every year, um, it just, you know, it was, it was disappointing, but, I still got confidence and faith that the guys going to bounce back and you know and make and have a great year this year. Now, as a as a former DB, Chris, former DB, and uh, of course, when you played, Kareem Jackson played, Marquise Johnson played, Coach Saban had y'all firm in the technique. Like, y'all knew to cut the angle off. Y'all knew to break up on passes. Y'all knew how to make tackles. Like, y'all group, the 09 group, was just a lockdown defensive back group. Now, coming into this upcoming season, what do you want to see improved within the secondary? Well, I, I'll tell you two things that change, right? Like, so for me to you, like, majority of us are, like, true corners, right? Like, true DBs. These, this generation now is, like, Alabama's getting a lot of athletes. So what I mean by athletes, they're getting a lot of guys who play wide receiver, safety, corner, and they're going back and forth. So, like, it's taking them a year to, like, actually learn the system, learn how to be a true corner. So it's a growing pain. So – um, that part is kind of, you know, hindering us. But I think, like, athletic-wise, the guys are so athletic, they should be able to pick up on it and play faster and better. So, But the other part in being the coach saving system, it's so complicated. It sometimes makes you play slower than you are. So, like, uh, I'll give you a prime example. If you run a 4-4, but you don't really understand where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do, the game, you might only run a 4-6 because you ain't really – you ain't sure. But if you're somebody who run a 4-6 and you know the defense inside and out, you play like you run a 4-4. So, like, that's the, that's the pros and cons of the defense. Like, if you know it inside out with your hands backwards and if you're a 4-4 guy and you know the defense, you're going to play like you run a 4-2. So, 
I knowing where you help at, knowing to low shoulder, go up high, uh, give a tango call, switch call, like those things um, separate separate you. And then that's why, like that that would made it so difficult to watch Alabama last year because knowing that they couldn't make those checks, it just put them in a lose lose situation. You got a young secondary who can't make the checks, who really playing on the road, can't hear the calls, and it's just blown coverages, and we gave up big plays. So that's that's the frustrating part about it. But I'm, I know for sure Coach Saban going to turn it around this year. Now, Chris, you are more than just a former Alabama player. You are also the founder and CEO of uh, TAP Inc. out of Birmingham. And, uh, you know, TAP, you and the brand – you guys are taking this thing globally, man. I mean, you guys were at the LinkedIn complex, the LinkedIn campus. You guys were at the Microsoft campus. So h- how are you seeing uh, this company jump from being just a local success to now everybody's becoming aware of TAP and want to build with what you got going on? Well, it's, it's twofold for us. You know, we've been a grassroots organization the last 10 years, and now we're looking to go on a – national stage and really expand our brand and mental health is a huge part of um, athletics that nobody really talks about so I'll give you a study that TAP we've been conducting on our own and 60% of athletes three to five years after they're done playing have suicidal thoughts right and people say well how how does that happen right how you have suicidal thoughts and it's because a lot of athletes are struggling with identity crisis so what I'm doing is going around one we address mental health but in positive thinking. So we're going to these corporations, trying to really find internships, jobs, opportunities. So when guys are done playing ball, they really can transition to something that can help them be sustainable and be productive in life. Because, you know, I'd be done playing ball is great. <laughs> but everybody said, what are you doing next? If you don't go to NFL, even if you go to NFL, you got to transition to something else. So that's why I think what we're doing with Tab and the success we've been having it's been tremendous because I really understand it, and I've got a personal understanding of it because I had suicidal thoughts. I was depressed. And so I understand what the athletes are dealing with, and that's why we've been able to have success we've been having the last year. Now, on my end, man, I got, I got one final one for you here as we're joined live on In My Own Words by Chris Rogers, former Alabama defensive back and the founder and CEO of TAP, Inc. out of Birmingham. Chris, you have a saying called pay it forward, and uh, you have taught this to uh, former players that have been in TAP, that have worked with TAP, and have learned from you. Could you break down, what does that mean when you tell somebody, hey, be sure to pay it forward, what are you saying, what does that message do? Well, it kind of resonates because it kind of gets you out of your uh, situation, out of your comfort zone. So, like, when I was depressed, right, like, I didn't want to focus on me, right? And then what helped me get through my depression was just pouring to other people, right? So how can I pour into somebody else? Because you think you really got it bad, but then after you go and, like, help somebody out, volunteer, or give somebody some guidance, you're like, man, my situation's not that bad. So I really just really started off just saying, paying it forward, man. Don't do something for somebody and don't expect anything in return. And doors just open up for you. And, and it really has uh, worked wonders and miracles for us. And uh, if I can just have our young men understanding the points of paying it for in today's time with everything's going on, I mean, it's just it's a game changer. 
Live here with Chris Rogers, former Alabama defensive back and the founder and CEO of Tap Inc. out of Birmingham live here on In My Own Words, the podcast. Chris, definitely appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me here on the show and keep up the outstanding work, my man, that you're doing. Oh, no doubt, man. Like I said, thanks for having me. If anybody want to follow us, um, go to tappingnfp.org. Uh, Instagram is T-A-P underscore NFP. Um, like I said, man, I, I'm just blessed to have this platform and looking forward to changing lives. Appreciate it, Chris, man. Be good. Thank you. God bless Chris Rogers, their former Alabama defensive back from 05 to 09, part of that first national championship team with head coach Nick Saban at Alabama and a businessman at that. Also, people, be sure to check out his book, Beyond the Field, An Athlete's Guide to Greatness. Very, very good book there, Beyond the Field, An Athlete's Guide to Greatness. But we're going to go to another break here on the show. But upon our return, we jump back into the YouTube chat line to answer some of your thoughts, questions, and concerns after this. Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. Back inside the epicenter of Crimson Tide football talk, that being in my own words, the podcast from the break, hottest show on the streets. Touchdown Alabama Magazine, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. And your time, Crimson Tide fans, 205-448-1358. And I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. But as you're getting your thoughts together, we jump into the chat line here. And we pick it up with Samuel William Wilkinson, who writes in, Stephen, hope you're doing okay and being safe. Can you ask Justin Smith, how are, how are we, we being the tie, faring with getting the majority of the in-state talent to stay at home with the tie? Well, Samuel, I'm doing fine. I appreciate the concern and asking me. And when I see Justin, I'll be sure to get him that question. He is hard at work, the baddest man on the block when it comes down to recruiting as he's out there getting the news, notes, and information on the trail there. But that comes from Samuel William Wilkin William Wilkinson, excuse me. We got Willie three five one who comes in with we need that two thousand nine mentality with this team. Uh, the two thousand nine mentality, I'll say that. Give us the two thousand nine mentality with the uh, twenty. 
15, 16 type players. I think Alabama will be, will be great with that. <laughs> Give Alabama the 2009 mentality with the 2015, 16 players, and you will be killing birds with a stone on that one. Uh, we go to Daniel Harris, who writes in, we need that beast mentality back on the defensive side. Bama does need that beast mindset, that dominant mindset, that soul-crushing mindset, and hopefully this season that is restored. Nick Saban has talked about for the longest of getting the Bama factor back in the building. So this upcoming season, looking forward to seeing that happen on defense. We go down to Nick Saban Jr. who writes in, yes, we need to bring that mindset back to Alabama, referring to that 09 mindset, but continue to keep the thoughts coming here on your Crimson Tide. We got a couple of fire emojis on here. I guess that interview with Chris Rogers was really, really good. So appreciate my man Chris Rogers, former Alabama defensive back, for coming on, dropping some gems, some knowledge, some true wisdom, as you guys really, really enjoyed the conversation here. We go back to Big D, who writes in, salute, Stephen. Appreciate that. I will take that salute, and I will salute you as well. There you go. Appreciate that coming from Big D. We got... Nick Saban Jr., who writes in to smash the like button, do that. Do exactly what that man said. Drop a like on the show, give a thumbs up, and hit that subscribe button on YouTube, letting us know to continue pumping you out the best in Tide football. Going back to Waylon, who wrote in, wrote tied to Chris Rogers, representing that 2009 team. Frederick Turner writes in with Chris Rogers and speaking facts that he was. Pay it forward. I do this when I order through the drive-thru. So pay it forward. Show that common courtesy wherever you may be, whether it's at the drive-thru, whether it's in church, whether it's you giving back to your community, your school, whatever that may be. Be sure to pay it forward. But continue to light us up in the YouTube chat line as we go to another break on the show. But upon our return, I want to talk about the two names defensively. They're underrated names, but these are two names that look forward to carving out a role and being special in the upcoming season. We'll touch up the names after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. Steve 
Radio Cha-Cha sliding along here, people, on a Wednesday hump day. Hottest show on the streets, best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information in my own words, the podcast. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. And we move down to two underrated names, two names on, on the defensive side of the football, excuse me there, on the defensive side of the football that will look to uh, carve out a role, create a niche, and really be special in the upcoming season. And those two individuals I got here, Alakaho and Eddie Smith. Alakaho, an inside linebacker, and Eddie Smith, a defensive back who came in the 2018 signing class. And starting things off with Eddie Smith, Eddie Smith is in a defensive back room with a lot of talented guys in this room. When you discuss Patrick Sertan II, DeMarco Hellams, Josh Job, Jalen Armour Davis, Jordan Battle, Daniel Wright, Marcus Banks, just so many huge, talented guys in this defensive back room that sometimes people forget Eddie Smith. People don't talk about him enough. People don't look at him. People don't highlight him. And uh, But this is somebody that has very explosive ball skills, very strong tackler, can high point passes very well, can take the angle away, very good instincts. And he was a three-star in the 2018 class out of Salem High School, Slidell, Louisiana. And um, one of those guys that played both sides of the field, played offense and defense in high school, was a wide receiver and a defensive back. 59 tackles, five interceptions as a defensive back in high school. Had 46 catches, 903 yards receiving, 14 touchdowns at, at receiver. So the guy can track the football. The guy can play the football. Uh, the young man can stomp down defend. And uh, I go back to, I remember the spring game, the 8A game from 2019, when Talia Tungavangoa took the field inside Bryant-Denny Stadium, and he was rolling out of the pocket. I believe he was trying to hit Jalen Waddle on an outside post route, but the ball was underthrown, and Smith sees it. Breaks on it, cut in front of Waddle, picked the ball off, had a nice little return there. So, so you see he's got the instincts. That's the picture there is on screen of uh, Eddie Smith's interception in that A-Day game. So he's got the instincts. He's got the capability. It's him being able to you know, work his way on the field and beating out some of these guys. Because me personally, I would like to see Eddie Smith either at star at money or at one of the two safety spots because when you look at him, he's kind of got that Eddie Jackson meets sort of ha-ha Clinton Dix type of range, if I can use that that uh, that comparison freely. He's kind of got that Eddie Jackson meets ha-ha Clinton Dix type, type of range. He's got instincts. He's got high intelligence, high IQ, can play the position. And though he is not talked about a lot, Want to see Eddie Smith get on the field and be special. When I look at Alakaho, we see exactly what he is on special teams. He's a wrecker. Blows the shield up, blocking punts left and right in punt coverage. But his body makeup, his physical frame, 6'1", 228 pounds, he's got the same physical frame that C.J. Mosley had during his time at the Capstone. So a guy like... Kaho, and, and he's already mentally locked in for the season. I remember when uh, when uh, Scott Cochran left and, of course, made his move to go to Georgia. 
Cahoe was one of the first few guys on Twitter saying September 19th, boy, that is going to hit so different. Happy for Coach Cochran, but I'm ready to roll. So right then and there within that tweet, you saw how uh, Cahoe's mind is already wired into that matchup against Georgia, but not just that, the entire season upcoming. And uh, I would like to see him, uh, whether it's in nickel, whether it's in dime, get on the field in some sort of capacity as the inside linebacker because he's got quickness, he's got speed, he's got instincts, he a dog. I remember I got a chance to speak with Terrell Lewis last season and T. Lou talked about, you know, Cajo a dog, man. I love playing with Cajo. He don't care. He'll knife his way into the backfield. He'll block a punt. He'll block a kick. He don't matter. He just want to play. He just want to be on the field. He just got a lot of energy and I love playing with guys like that. So that was basically T. Lou just speaking about Cajo. But we will wrap this thing up and put a bow on this on the other side of the break. You've been listening to In My Own Words. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. The two people, folks, we're back in to put a bow on this thing. Two people that I look at as underrated guys for the Crimson Tide that can carve out a role, be special in the upcoming season. Eddie Smith in the defensive backfield at that safety position, maybe even at star or dime, whichever one Nick Saban feels like putting them in. And Alakaho at the inside linebacker position. He's great on special teams. He's, he's dynamic on special teams. And then when Alabama brings him in <clears throat> on offense, does a terrific job of being a goal line blocker, him putting his pads and exploding through defensive players, giving Najee Harris, Brian Robinson, or whomever's in the backfield a strong block to go through to get in the end zone and score a touchdown. So Eddie Smith... And Alakaho, my two underrated guys. If you have a thought on who your underrated guy be, be sure to comment that in the YouTube chat line. Who would be your underrated guy defensively? It could be a single player. It could be multiple players. So who are the guys that you think, as the Alabama Crimson Tide fan base, that might not be highlighted, may not be talked about enough, but these are guys that you've seen. These are guys that stand out to you. And these are players when... They get on the field, you full-on, wholeheartedly believe that they will be special in the upcoming season. But, as always, ladies and gentlemen, you want the best in coverage. You want the best in content. You want to be the envy of your friends. You want to be the plug for Alabama football. You do this by downloading the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app, people. Let me tell you. Very easy, very simple to do here. You get this from the iPhone App Store. If you're rocking Team Apple, 
Google Play Store if you have the Android phone. As far as the podcast options, if your audio listening pleasures just happen to be iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast.fm, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, we got you covered right here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I will return on Friday for the TGIF edition of the show. But as always, I leave you with my favorite three things, those being husbands, love your wives, wives, value your husbands, children, I know you're bored, but still get those chores done and do everything you can legitimately to keep yourself entertained. Get those three hearty meals a day, those three hearty laughs a day, protect yourself, protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith. You have been listening to In My Own Words.